Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So, uh... Yeah, and I filled in for uh, Vince Coakley this morning. Spent a lot of time the whole day so far going through these different stories about the Bidens from the, you know, ignoring the the granddaughter to the way he treats staff, Joe screaming and yelling at staff, and he's been this way for years and years and years. By the way, like Axios.com apparently just discovered that Joe Biden is a bit of a jerk. But, like, everybody knew this about Joe Biden being a jerk. We all knew this for years and years and years. Here you go. This is, uh, I think this is okay. Um, This was from 1987. And a guy at a campaign, because Joe Biden is running for president in night for the 88 election. He's running for president. And a guy asks him a simple question at one of these, uh, you know, voter gripping grins, whatever. I have one real quick question. What law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is... No, that's a lie. See, first off, he asked two questions. He said, I have one quick question, and he asks two, and he tries to get a third in there. Could you quickly... I, I think, we I, I, think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. I believe every single one of those things that he just stated turned out to be a lie. (laughs) Every single one of them. He has been a liar his whole life. All of that was not true. And so welcome, I guess, to a portion of the country and a, a not insignificant portion of the media that is apparently just learning this about Joe Biden. And I find it a a wee bit suspicious that this enlightenment is occurring as you've got Gavin Newsom running some sort of a campaign for something. I'm not really sure. He just keeps going to states, red states, and attacking them, and early voting states as if he's priming for a run in 24 or like an appointment of some kind. Somebody's going to just put him in there maybe. Like he's kind of trying to elevate his profile nationally. I watch that. I see this stuff with the DOJ. The way they slow walked stuff. The way they cut the sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden. Now you get the uh, uh, the discovery of the... Um, Of the cocaine in the White House. Right. And um, 
And then you see this story. This, this doctor, this professor, a former Israeli army officer named Dr. Gal Luft, who is in hiding. He's on the run. Why? Well, he got indicted by the U.S. DOJ. But he was also working with them, which is weird for them to indict him. Wouldn't you say, especially under like this FARA, like the Foreign Agent Registration Act, right, where if you're affiliated with some foreign entity, you, sh- you got to register as an, a- as an agent, you know, with the U.S. government. Which, by the way, didn't somebody in Hunter's world, didn't they, weren't they doing FARA stuff when they shouldn't have been? But that's, see, it's different when Democrats do it. Because D. But this guy's in hiding. And he says that he actually went to the FBI and the DOJ in March 2019, had a secret meeting with them, and gave incriminating evidence to six U.S. government officials that were at the meeting. He just released a 14-minute video. It was published over at the New York Post. And he says he's a former Israeli army officer. He says he was arrested in Cyprus to stop him from testifying to the U.S. House Oversight Committee. That that's what that was engineered to do, was to prevent him from doing an interview with House Oversight. And he was... um, they unsealed the indictment on November 1st, right before the midterm election. Because they were, Democrats were worried and the DOJ was worried that Republicans were going to take over control of the House. And if they did, they would control the House Oversight Committee, which they do now. And he says he told the DOJ officials that the Biden family received payments from individuals with alleged ties to Chinese military intelligence and that they had an FBI mole who shared classified information with their benefactors from the China-controlled energy company called CEFC. This is the um, this is the FBI mole named One Eye, which I don't know. I kind of feel like we should be able to figure that one out, right? Anyway, I mean, look, all right, get. I mean, how many people work for the FBI? Can we just like just give me uh, give me like their yearbook, you know? Oh no, because they put their photos on the. On their badges, I'm sure, right? So, yeah, like, can we get get some AI program, run it through, find find the the FBI mole named One Eye, who is called that because he apparently has one eye. So, meanwhile, they're going after Doctor Luft, but they're also uh, jamming up the investigation into Hunter Biden over the IRS charges. And the, uh, and the gun charges. You got David Weiss, the U.S. attorney out of Delaware, who Merrick Garland, the attorney general, claimed had all this discretion and authority to charge wherever he wanted to. But then, of course, when David Weiss asked California and D.C. U.S. attorneys, hey, can I charge in your jurisdictions? They both said no. So, in other words, that, that negates, it undermines, it's contrary to what Merrick Garland testified to Congress. March 2019, this meeting in Brussels included four FBI agents. One of them is named Joshua Wilson. He later signed a subpoena that allowed the FBI to collect Hunter Biden's laptop from the repair shop. 
Is that a coincidence? The same guy that talked with Dr. Luft and got details on the on the connection with the Chinese CEFC front? He's the guy that gets the subpoena for Hunter Biden's laptop. What did Luft tell them? In the video, he says he witnessed Joe Biden participate in a meeting back in 2017 with his son Hunter and CEFC officials. And that claim was later corroborated by testimony from a guy named Rob Walker. Rob Walker was a former associate of Hunter Biden's. You've got now independent corroboration of this meeting. He said he told the the DOJ and FBI during that Brussels interview that the CEFC was paying $100,000 a month to Hunter Biden and 65 k to his uncle Jim Biden in exchange for their FBI connections and use of the Biden name to promote China's Belt and Road Initiative around the world and that the money was being funneled through Rob Walker. Luft made the mistake of going to the FBI and telling them. Because what's the what was the other guy? Remember the Chinese defector? The high I told you the story a couple of days ago. The Chinese high-ranking defector from their intelligence agency with the like the the terabytes filled with data. Do you remember what he did? He didn't go to the FBI. He did not go to the CIA. He did not go to the State Department. He went for uh but DIA, right? Defense Intelligence Agency, something, right? He went over there, and he got into their witness protection. And he's been cooperating with them, and that's why nobody knows his whereabouts. Nobody has leaked anything about him. Nobody knows what he's got, because he knew, which makes sense, right? Because he came from China's spy agency. He knows which systems and which agencies have been gotten to. And he made his choice. Luft went to FBI with charges that the FBI has a mole problem, that the FBI has connections with the Bidens and they're getting paid by the Chinese Communist Party. And they indicted him. They, they, yeah, they, they want to imprison Luft. He should have gone to the DIA. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We got Dan. Welcome to the program, Dan. How are you? Hi, Pete. Happy Monday. Yes, sir. You too. Hey, I had a couple of quick thoughts. First, an answer to your quick question before the on the other side of the break, how many people work for the FBI? The true answer is C, about half. Um, I got it. Here's the, here's I got scenario. it. I got it. <laughs> I know, I know. Here's the scenario I thought about that's very, very possible. What about the fact that the DNC is telling everybody we're good. We're good with Biden. We're not going to run a up. Uh, we're not going to have a... Any sort of a, uh, a runoff, any sort of a, 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 a primary. Biden's our guy. Yeah. And they get to the 11th hour, and suddenly, suddenly, somehow, magically, Gavin Newsom is a candidate with a whole new vice president. He's a dark horse up from the back, six furlongs, running hard, and he stomps on Joe Biden with the help of the DNC. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know if they want a I don't know if they want that sort of a direct attack. I think he's their insurance policy. But I see. I, th- I think they're suppressing any opportunity, any thought that anybody else might have of running against Biden until that 11th hour salvo. Right. It would sort of like a Mark Meadows play like he exactly. did for that. Yeah. For the congressional seat. That's I mean, that's yep. possible. Um, but then 
Yeah, I mean, but then you, but the DNC has said flat out that they're not, uh, they're not doing any debates, right? The, the DNC has said flat out a lot of things. Right. Nothing is too devious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think that there are. I think that the 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 people that are around Joe Biden right now, the way they are running stuff. I mean, Joe Biden, the stuff that he is now doing is these are not things that. Uh, I think traditionally were his views, you know. Oh, he's a marionette, no question about it. Right, and so I think that the people that are around him enjoy the relationship that they have right now. That they can I get their you. stuff done as best they can, and with with little pushback from him in that regard. I saw a very very well done political cartoon not long ago, and it was I mean it was true to life. I'm trying to think of the cartoonists that do the almost photographic. But it was a picture of Barack Obama with two marionette handles with the strings mm. and Harris on one, Biden on the other. And they, he was, you could see a big Barack behind these two little folks dancing these marionettes around. And it was like, wow, is that true to what? Yeah. It was at the Washington Examiner. I think it might have been. Yeah, they have the, the yeah, I don't know, their covers, their most adorable artwork. <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. the, the third Barack Obama term in sweats in his basement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's why people need to understand in this 24 election, whoever it is that the Republicans nominate, if Biden is still the candidate, you're not really running against Biden. You're running, no, against, you're running Harris. against Barack Obama and Valerie Jarrett. Well, it, well but Harris, it, she's the vice president. She would assume yeah. the next she would assume the presidency. And and maybe that's part of the plan. You stick Gavin Newsom in his VP. I don't know. And he brings oh, you stick Gavin Newsom in as a, as a presidential candidate. He brings his own VP candidate. In twenty, eliminate two problems: Harris and Biden. Yeah, I don't see. That's the thing. I don't think Kamala Harris is a problem to these people. Uh, I think she is. If they literally somehow end up at the Twenty Fifth Amendment, or if they end up with Biden taking taking a header, which he's prone to do on bicycles yeah. and parades and walking upstairs, right? Walking the dog. Yeah, but that. Yeah, I, I think she she gets elevated, and I think she runs for president. And now maybe oh, yeah. there's a whole field of candidates uh, at that point, but no, I mean they're yeah. just kind of charting it out. I'm thinking, no, that's uh, I, I, yeah. I'm thinking only that they word, want him. Only one word for that, boy. Yeah, yeah. I think they want. I think they want Biden. They want him uh, uncontested, so he's fresh as can be for the general. And if uh, and if he you can be for eighty one, right? And and then he and they just kind of drag him across the finish line because they believe. I think they do believe that Biden will beat Donald Trump. They want Trump to be the nominee. That's the dumbest logic I've ever heard. And I really hope they believe that. I hope they continue to push and push and push. And they want Trump to be the guy they run against. Because the fact of the matter is, if it weren't for a somewhat questionable electorate in 20, and the fact that more people voted against Trump than voted for Biden, um, I think there's a whole hell of a lot more people now that actually have seen Biden in action for a little while. Right. Well, this is the rubber match. All they can take. Yeah, it's going to be the rubber match. You know, we, yeah. we, we got one win on each side. And so now we're going to and both of them accusing each other of having, uh, you know, stolen elections. And so, OK, exactly. yeah, here's the third one. Who could steal it the best? Yep. All right. Uh, hey, hey, have a great day. Yeah, Thanks. Dan, appreciate it. Appreciate the call. Good chat. Oh, and before I forget, have you got your ticket to the Heritage Life Skills event yet? I'll be there. The annual event is put on by Carolina Readiness Supply, and you can learn all sorts of ways to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, 
Herbal Remedies, Home Defense, Fermenting Vegetables. I'll be there Saturday evening. Check out the schedule at carolinareadiness.com. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness can help you. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? New York Post got a hold of this 14-minute video recording obtained exclusively. It's a video made by Dr. Gal Luft. He is a former Israeli army officer and uh, a professor. And he claimed that he was at a meeting with um, Joe Biden. I'm sorry, Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. He disclosed during a meeting with the DOJ and FBI in March of 2019 that the Chinese energy company was paying 100000 a month to Hunter, 65000 to his uncle Jim Biden, in exchange for their FBI connections and use of the Biden name to promote China's Belt and Road Initiative around the world, and that the money was being funneled through a fellow named Rob Walker. Rob Walker also testified to this. He was later known as Hunter Biden's bagman. Luft also told the DOJ and the FBI in that Brussels meeting that Hunter had an FBI mole named One-Eye who tipped off the Chinese. So there's an FBI mole. There's a spy inside the FBI that tipped off the Chinese associates, Dr. Patrick Ho, and Chairman Yi Zhenming. Ho and Yi. We've talked about them. One eye, Ho, Yi. There's a dong in there too somewhere, right? The FBI tips them off. They're under investigation. This was again, March 2019. Dr. Luft claims that he has this meeting. He tells the DOJ and the FBI, and he expects to have more discussions with them about these issues, especially after the laptop got exposed. But he never heard from the DOJ again. Instead, just at the same time that the DOJ was refusing to file felony charges against Hunter Biden on the, the tax evasion and the weapons charge, the DOJ unseals an indictment against him for arms trafficking and failing to register as a foreign agent, which he denies all of it. Now, again, keep in mind, we are only getting this guy's side of the story in this video. That's it. But as Ed Morrissey notes at hotair.com, that we're lucky to be getting that much at all. I mean, he could be lying as a way to get out of a legitimate prosecution, right? But the manner in which the DOJ appears to have operated in the October-November time frame, right before the midterm election, it makes it look like somebody didn't want to have any loose ends when they cut a sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden. That's what it looks like. But wait, there's more. Washington Times, a White House scheduling email sent to then-Vice President Joseph R. Biden ahead of a call with Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko was also sent to his son Hunter, who was serving on the board of a Ukrainian energy firm that was trying to get out of a corruption probe. In the call, Joe Biden urged Poroshenko 
to continue reforming Ukraine's prosecutor general office. It's unclear whether Hunter Biden was involved in the call outside of getting an email alert about it. Right. So here's another question for Joe and Hunter to have to answer. Was he at this meeting? Right. So when you had Hunter texting with the Chinese guy, you know, you better give it up. Kevin Dong is the guy's name, right? Dong. Like, you better give it up. Like, get us what we demanded. I shouldn't have to deal with this. And I will rain down wrath and fury on you and all this. And sitting right next to my dad. Mentioned it like two or three times in the text. So here's another one. Were you on this phone call with the Ukrainian president, Poroshenko? Why would the why would the White House send Hunter Biden an invite for that? The timing of the call coincides with Hunter Biden's one million dollar a year job on the board for Burisma, which allegedly hired him to help dodge charges from the Ukrainian prosecutor general. So you have the Ukrainian prosecutor general investigating Burisma. And now you've got Joe and Hunter getting getting meshed into the deal, right? You got Hunter serving on the Burisma board and you've got the vice president on the call with the Ukrainian president telling him to make some reforms to to the prosecutor general's office. The White House scheduling email was sent on May 26th, 2016. It went from, uh, it was sent from Mr. Biden's assistant, John S. Flynn. Oh, oh, uh, now that makes sense. Maybe they charged the wrong Flynn all this time. Oh, John Flynn. We thought Mike Flynn. Our bad. It was disclosed by the National Archives. In response to a freedom of information request, and it was mined by an online freedom of information action, uh, act sleuth, a FOIA sleuth, who then gave it to the Washington Times. Okay, so somebody FOIA'd all of these correspondence and then went through them all, found this, and handed it off to the Washington Times. <clears throat> the scheduling email from Flynn provided both Mr. Biden and Hunter Biden with the details for the vice president's upcoming trips to Delaware and Rhode Island, as well as the call to Poroshenko. So he's mixing in family and business, personal and business, right? Your trip to Delaware, your trip up to Rhode Island for something, and then this call to, uh, to the Ukrainian president. Here's what it said, quote, boss, 8.45 a.m., prep for 9 a.m. phone call with President Poroshenko. Then we're off to Rhode Island for infrastructure event and then Wilmington for UDEL commencement. It's unclear why Hunter was included as a recipient of the email. I think it's pretty clear. The guy sits on the Burisma board. Biden's call to Poroshenko occurred as executives of the Burisma Energy Company were seeking Biden's help through Hunter Biden, to end the corruption probe. Right? That's according to the recently released information from a paid FBI informant. We know this. The message from Flynn looped in Hunter via his company address at Rosemont Seneca. Not his personal email, his company email. The younger Biden, Hunter, co-founded the firm with several business associates 
and they are currently under investigation by the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, which is probing the Biden family's lucrative foreign business deals that there's no service or good being provided in exchange for the money. That's what influence peddling looks like. What was the guy's name? Alexander Vindman, right? Wasn't that his name? The guy who was like, I heard the call between Trump and the Ukrainian president, the one that ended up leading to the impeachment for the perfect call. It was the perfect call. I did nothing wrong. It was a perfect call, right? Wasn't it Vindman? Where's the, where's the Vindman that was listening into this conversation between then-Vice President Joe Biden and then-President of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko, when they were discussing reforms to the uh, special prosecutors or general prosecu- uh, prosecutor general's office. Meanwhile, they loop in Hunter Biden on the email invite, letting him know, oh, yeah, this call is happening. Hunter Biden's sitting on the Burisma board. The Burisma company is being investigated by the prosecutor general. According to a readout of the call provided by the White House, the two leaders discussed the importance of continuing to institute reforms in the office of the prosecutor general and the significance of Ukraine's progress towards implementing judicial reforms and meeting IMF conditions, International Monetary Fund. Uh, Two months earlier, Poroshenko had ousted Viktor Shokin amid accusations that Shokin failed to investigate and prosecute widespread corruption in the country. Biden was among those who pushed for Shokin's ouster and then bragged about it at a Council of Foreign Relations forum. He said he traveled to Kiev and threatened Poroshenko that he would withhold $1 billion in U.S. loan guarantees if Shokin was not removed. And this argument has always been from the apologists for Biden and the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, they, they have always said he was trying to get Shokin out because Shokin was a fraud. Shokin was corrupt. He wasn't going after these companies and such. Two months, though, before Shokin's firing, according to Senator Lindsey Graham, Shokin's office, two months before he got fired, Shokin announced the seizure of property from Mikola Zlodzisevskia. I think it's how he pronounces it. He, she, he, I think it's a he. Mikola Slachevsky. That is the founder of Burisma Holdings. All this time, whenever anybody talked about that video clip at Council for at the CFR, where Joe Biden's like, oh, I told him, yeah, get rid of that guy and SOB before I got on the plane. They fired him. Yeah. And the excuse that we have heard was that Slocan was a fraud. He was corrupt and he wasn't doing his job. And Biden was trying to help the Ukrainians clean themselves up. But Shokin seized property from Burisma. Newly released details from a paid FBI informant include a claim that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden each accepted $5 million in payments from Mr. Zlochevsky. That's the guy. 
he's the one that had the, he said he had the audio recordings that documented Biden's involvement. None of those claims have been verified. His whereabouts are unknown. The trusted and highly credible FBI informant said Zlochevsky paid the bribes between 2015 and 2016 to get Biden's help in thwarting Shokin and any corruption probe of Burisma. It's all starting to line up. All of these little pieces. The puzzle is becoming clearer. All right, then there's this story. Completely, completely unrelated. The Netherlands. No, I'm not going to talk about the Mr. U.S. or Mr. Netherlands that's going to compete for uh, the Miss Universe contest or whatever. By the way, I saw the runner-up. I think the runner-up should have won. Anyway, um, the, over in the Netherlands, there's a supermarket chain called Jumbo. Jumbo Supermarkets. They sound pretty big. And uh, they opened it, their first what's called Kletzkasa, a.k.a. a chat checkout. It's a chat checkout, all right? So if you are looking to spend more time in the grocery store, if you are a lonely person, if you're lonely, you want to talk to people, Get in the the Kletzkasa line, and you can right, and you can stay as long as you want. You can let that ice cream melt completely away as it sits on the little conveyor belt. Although I don't even think they have those anymore. Right? They just have the scanner. They work right out of the baskets now. So, I personally look. I am fine with this idea. I want people to self sort. If you got a lot of things to say and you're lonely, you want to go in and talk to some cashiers. And kudos to the cashiers also that want to do that. Fantastic. Get out of my way. I'm totally fine with that. This also led me to a question. I noticed this. We went shopping. Um, like the Harris Teeter that we go to, they they have like extra big self-checkouts now for people that come up with a full basket because they're animals, right? And like if you're using the self-checkout, you got a full buggy full of stuff. Like that's uh, that's capital punishing like type of fence. Um, but, but I noticed that the sign doesn't say 10 items or fewer or express checkout or anything like it doesn't have there are none of those anymore did have they gone away they may have because the self-checkout serves that purpose so that's what i usually go to they made a bigger one for people like the animals with the big carts and stuff so they get an area i'm all for the variety i'm all for the variety i like the idea maybe we bring it here i'll see you tomorrow don't break anything while i'm gone